At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and Bread Approved and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. Um, here with my partner and my friend, Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, author of Global Search Engine Marketing and co-founder of the world's largest consortium of digital marketing companies. Together, we're serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hello, Anne. What's on your mind today? Hi, Jillian. Well, I've been thinking about the prime directive. <clears throat> you oh, say yeah. it. Yeah, you say it a lot to CEOs. And I quote, your prime directive is to build value for the company. We <laughs> We, Indeed I do. Yeah, you sure do. We tell CEOs that everything must be run through that filter. Is what I'm doing, being asked to do, spend time on or spend money on going to build value for my company? We even tell that to CEOs who have not yet taken outside investment. You're completely right, Anne. I do say that a lot. And for CEOs who have taken investment, they do have a new boss, the investor or investors collectively. Uh, they've made a written agreement already with those investors to work to build value for the company and do that in a good faith effort to return a multiple of the invested capital back to the investors. So that's where that statement keeps coming from. Well, that's great. So... Let's talk about better definitions for the term value with respect to building value for the company that CEOs must have front and center in their thoughts every day. After all, the prime directive of CEOs of all companies, private and public, large and small, is build value for the company. In light of so much news over so many years in both the public and the private sectors in which increasing 
capital value for a company has gotten the CEO, nay, entire leadership teams and the company into so much hot water. And in light of the fact that focusing solely on the revenue growth or next quarter's stock value does far more harm than good in the long run, let's take a better look at the definition for that prime directive. Well, you've certainly stated the problem in a nutshell. And uh, you kind of revealed a multi-pronged address, uh, you know, answer in that process. And um, I think you get the concise statement award for 2018 awarded early. So let's extract some of this stuff from your statement, okay? Okay. So, all right. So the definition of build value for your company is far more complex than simply adding dollars to your bottom line. That was the first piece, right? Even if you're running a small lifestyle company, you have no intention of sharing, let alone selling your value is what, excuse me, let alone selling that company, your value is what you derive from your business. So pleasure, satisfaction, social standing, independence, joy, relationships, connections to your community of consumers, the vendors you support, your ability to support your employees financially, to reward them emotionally, socially, intellectually, all of this is value and it's not about the money. So let's dig deeper into all the things that the term value encompasses in a scalable corporation, all right? <clears throat> The idea that you must build fiscal ROI, return on investment, on a quarterly basis is truly an idiot's errand. CEOs at the world's largest and currently most powerful multinational corporations focus on the next quarter all the time. And Warren Buffett and many others have been decrying this short-term focus at the expense of the future, depleting our ozone layer, lumber, fish, natural resources worldwide at the expense of our great-great-grandchildren's inheritance of this planet is foolish. If we as humans are supposed to build value for our enterprises, well, which is planet Earth, by the way, the only residence in which we can survive without undue amounts of gear at the moment, then we rape the land and the seas we are focusing, right? And we are focusing on immediate gains and not on midterm gains, let alone long-term success for our species. And we are the investors in this planet. So we're failing. And so are our CEOs who focus on growing their company's cash flow only and at any cost. Yes, the solution is simply a more nuanced understanding of the directive, isn't it? Build value for your company. What elements do you think of when you are checking to see how a CEO is doing in building value for her or his company? Well, I'd start with this. Uh, is the CEO taking a longer look at things? That's what we just kind of talked about there. In other words, what's the strategy for the company's future? Does the CEO see the whole playing field with the assets, the threats, the opportunities laid out? Does she understand what kind of company she can build in this environment, balancing those threats of competition, macro and micro changes in her consumer base with the talent that she has and can acquire? I'd like to see that longer term view. That's a really good start. So what I'd like to add is, is the CEO looking at the value she brings to all stakeholders in her company? 
For example, the employees, vendors, consumers, as well as the investors. How is she treating these con constituents? Is she treating them fairly? Is she treating them openly? With a good understanding of the balance of sharing generously while understanding the limits of that sharing based on competitive threats, for example. That's mm -hmm. a big one right there. Oh, yeah. Is she hiring staff with a good understanding of what they should expect as a member of the company's corporate culture? As you so often point out, Jillian, not every corporate culture is the same. Personal, su personal success of the employees is based largely on how well they fit in and enjoy being in a specific type of work environment. To see how the CEO is building value for employees, well, for instance, I'd look at employee churn numbers. That's a very good metric, I would agree. And speaking of corporate culture, by the way, that extends to consumers as well. Is the CEO building a culture that's us against them? Do employees feel or are they being told that employees and the company thrive at the expense of the consumer? So how does that affect the long-term value for the company? You know what? Let's take a quick break for our sponsors because I think we're just about to launch into a topic that needs a lot more time than the couple of minutes we have left. So uh, we're going to take a, a break for our sponsors now. After the break, let's talk more about building value for the company that we believe CEOs must have front and center in their thoughts every day. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. AM Days 2018 comes to Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Register now at amdays.com. Make the most of your performance marketing with help from some of the most iconic brands, including Microsoft, Capital One, Uber, Backcountry, and many more. AM Days 2018 brings together a powerhouse of industry leaders and dealmakers to network and share insights on the latest practices and cutting-edge updates in performance marketing and more. Make plans to be in Las Vegas for our landmark 10th event. AM Days 2018, Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Webmaster Radio listeners can save 20% on two-day and combo passes using promo code WMR20. Register now at amdays.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. 
We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Jillian and I are talking today about building value, that edict that CEOs face every day. Before the break, Jillian, you mentioned long-term strategic thinking and corporate culture. How does that apply? Well, you know, let's get real here a bit, right? Let's look at something where a company would um, win, if you will, against its own customers. Here's the deal. Um, Debt collection agencies, they make their living by collecting money from people who largely can't afford to pay. It matters not how the consumer got into debt, and it doesn't matter whether it was medical bills that drove them into the ground financially or their own greediness and the lack of emotional maturity to match their age that brought them to rack and ruin as they spent profligately. The bottom line is that debt collectors make money by extracting cash from people who can't afford to pay a bill. So the company wins when the consumer has some cash wrested from them, cash that they will not know uh, that they don't have now, but that they need now. And so they're going to have to borrow again to survive to the next week. And this drives that vicious cycle of debt that we all know about. Now, aside from debt collectors, though, I don't really bring to mind immediately any other companies that must survive by harming their own customers or suppliers. And by the way, in the scenario above, right, that we just talked about, the poor wretch that's being bullied into paying the debt that she can't afford is the supplier. The banks are actually the customer. In the case of the debt that's sold, the company itself is the customer. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, and I'm glad you clarified that about who is the customer and who is the company in that in all cases, it's important to recognize that. So we've touched on a couple of things that build value for a company that take into account cash and growth, but aren't solely focused on cash and growth. Although those are two very important uh uh, attributes, parameters, and uh, KPIs. Mm-hmm. So here's the list I've got so far. Okay. Number one, be strategic. If you're looking at next quarter or even this year only, you're not looking out far enough. Work your way back from a long-term vision. How you get there can often include side roads and pivots and who knows, maybe the occasional crazy Ivan, but the (laughs) long-term vision is your rudder in the water. What you are building and why it will be so good for the planet that the planet will continue to use it for a long time to come. Now, what would that be? Okay, so I would agree. Strategic, going to the longest term goal and working your way back makes all the sense in the world. And that will, I think, illuminate a lot of value for the company that is even applicable to things like pitch decks when you're trying to raise capital. And all they keep asking you is, do you have revenue? Okay, what's number two? Number two, what's the value of your company to your employees? consumers and suppliers, as well as your investors. How can your company serve and build value for each and every stakeholder? Investors, heck, they're the easiest to target in this set of questions. That's why we generally focus on them. Investors (laughs) want money, more money, lots of money, 
more than their colleagues got from a different investment. That's always the competitive <laughs> streak in them. You're absolutely right. More of it, lots of it. Keep going. Yep. 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 Investors get all their jollies from just one thing financial returns. If you are the biggest do-gooder in the world today and don't return capital to an investor, the investor is really not going to be bragging about being an investor in your company. You've still made them look and feel the fool. They'll only brag about being an early investor in a social cause if they also made money on it. Then they are both brilliant and good-hearted in the eyes of their colleagues, which is like, you know, a double win. Mm -hmm. It's answering the other questions about building value for your customers, employees, communities, suppliers, and all the people in your universe that are harder to answer. These answers, though, hold the keys to much longer-term success. We talked about being strategic to build long-term value and also about building value for employees. Jillian, you said there was a third dimension that startup CEOs need to consider. What's that? Yes, I did. Um, we've been talking about value on a macro scale, and most of our listeners are grappling with building sufficient value in their early stage startups to raise capital. They need to tick off value inside their company to get a VC to put down cash to build more value at a faster pace. Okay. Is that not directly related to the ability to scale? Well, it's essential to scaling, and here's why. When you are about to inflect, in other words, when you have a working model, not just a front-end prototype, and you have the first orders in-house, somebody wants to buy your stuff, and you've protected some IP if you have it, you can approach VCs and get capital to increase your marketing, add more feature, hire your sales team, and dominate the market. VC money is not for early stages. It's not for ideas. It's for scaling what you already have. All right. So what we're looking at is that third piece that says, what do I have before I have money? In this instance, CEOs must be looking at what venture capitalists value, the VCs value operational businesses. You're in business now. Right? Not planning to, you have to have something launched. You have tested markets. You know what sells and to whom and for how much. And you can prove that. You can say, we launched market tests and this is what worked and this is what didn't. Okay? Um, often we will get, if it's a major issue, you can say we even pivoted, right? That's a major change in what the market wanted versus what you were building. But often it's just minor tweaks. And then you have defensible IP patents that can't be easily breached. Now, process patents are kind of not worth the paper they're printed on, right? If you have a process to rate something, someone else can have different questions and go around your patent in an afternoon. If you have a patent for the idea of rating the thing at all, in other words, it doesn't matter how the thing is rated, only that it is rated. Now, that could be worth something. Obviously, product design patents are much stronger and therefore much valuable, more valuable. Now, killer teams. 
the question here is, did you attract people who have been there, done that, and in a closely related startup and know where the rocks in the water are so you can get across to the other side of rough waters faster and more cost efficiently? In other words, do you have what it takes to build that team? That's value for your company. Do you have a kingpin on your advisory board? Someone who's perhaps a household name in a relevant industry who thinks that you are the next big thing. That's worth something. Is your technical team the team that would has built something equally complex and there are only, I don't know, a dozen such qualified people on the planet who can do that? Now that's worth something. None of these things are related to cash yet. They all, however, provide the promise of cash. And finally, your customers. Are you selling to multinational corporations and you've already landed three or four such clients? Large enterprises generally have really long sales cycles. If you've already closed a few, your next sales will be faster. These are called reference clients, those first clients, the clients that make other clients immediately trust you. That's worth something. All these things are representations of value for your company as you head to a VC to get that scaling capital. Wow. And so we are going to go to some tips. But before we do, and before we take another break, I wondered if you could just back up for a minute. There were three things on here that I thought were really interesting and need a little bit more explanation um, in our last two minutes before the break. The first is the operational businesses. Now, does this mean it can't be uh, you and your brother-in-law in your garage? Um, no, it could be. The question is, do you have an e-commerce company that you and your brother-in-law are operating out of a garage and that e-commerce company you know, has found the best widget to, I don't know, rev up your engine without making noise and everybody wants one? If so, you're still operating, if you will, very small, very lean, you know, what we think of when we say two guys in a garage, right? So very small, very lean, um, can be scaled extraordinarily well, uh, but you're going to need some marketing capital to get this stuff into Europe. Fair it enough. It works, right? So yeah. operational just means the darn thing is launched and you know that the world wants to pay for it. Okay, here's another dimension I want to ask about in our last minute in this segment is if in an operational business, do the principals need to be committed full time to it or can they still be holding day jobs, if you will? Um, my put on that one is I have never met an investor from the angel to the venture capitalist at, you know, series anything who would invest in folks working part time. All right. Ain't gonna work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more, and I'm really um, glad that we got a chance to actually say that here on the CEO Coach. And the uh, with that, we'll take another break here at CEO Coach. And when we get back, we have our hottest tips for how to look at building value in your company, apart from staring at just one obvious carrot the money. <laughs> this is Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about how to look at building value for your company with a really deeper and clearer understanding of the phrase. Well, before we took that break, Anne, uh, we promised some hot tips for our CEO listeners so they can think about value at every stage of building their company. Let's make those tips focused on the early stage CEO who really needs to raise angel capital and then venture capital and needs to report quarterly to their investors on progress. Okay, so what can we counsel those early CEOs? All right, here we go. Number one. Set good expectations for your earliest investors, those angels. You remember the angels. Articulate uh-huh. your long-term strategy and your mid-term strategy clearly, and then repeat it in all your reporting. It never hurts to tell them what you told them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them again. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Long-term strategy is how your company will change a part of the world at scale. Midterm strategy, on the other hand, is a statement of your vision for the size and standing of your company at the end of the coming year or thereabouts. It would include customer acquisition goals, development goals, and more along those lines of goals for that coming year. Focus hard on that midterm strategy and note progress to that goal quarterly. Track, 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 track. It's good for you, for your employees, and for your investors. That's a good one. Okay, number two. Identify today all the elements of your company that can be described as being valuable in one way or another. List those items, and in the next column, which stakeholder finds that valuable? And in the third column, list why 
that stakeholder will find it valuable. Once you've got that completed, you can sort it for investors and highlight those elements in your pitch decks. These change over time, and so does your deck, so keep it updated. But the killer item in this step is don't stop there. Sort it for all your other stakeholders, starting with your employees. If you want to build a killer team that will impress the hell out of investors so they will give you that capital and you can change the world, you better start with listing what your employees want and what you can give them. The overlap of this Venn diagram is absolute gold. And here's the big hint. Ask your employees. They don't just want cash and a football machine in the lobby and all of that. They, you know, seriously, ask them. If you're getting requests that are not in line with your corporate culture, well, this is your wake-up call. You've hired the wrong people. You can't make them happy. And the fact that they aren't happy or going to be happy is not going to do you any good. So fix that and fix it fast. Right. That's so important to make sure that you have, firstly, the right people on the bus, and secondly, that they're in the right seats. And we've done many shows on that, and I know we will again. So lastly, when you're looking at the term build value for your company, think, what kind of company do I want to build? Will I want to sell it? How large do I want it to be? VC money is not the only way to fund a company, and we've covered that too in previous podcasts, and we will again, I'm sure. But for now, the tip is know what kind of company you want to build. It will inform your questions about what value means to you and for your company. And I'd like to add here, know what keeps you happy. If you really are happiest in solving problems and inventing things, and we know people like that, Jillian, don't we? Mm -hmm. Don't book yourself in to try and sustain the scaling of your latest and greatest invention. Think about to whom you can hand it off, the follow-on investors, another team, but to make sure that you are doing your happy and most productive work. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. And I have a bonus uh, piece here. I would say continue to think more broadly about the subject of value, value for every kind of stakeholder, value for yourself, value for your investors. And as you go out to raise capital, however you choose to do that, continue to think about the stakeholders who are giving you that capital. We keep talking about the simplicity of investors. You know, they're happy when they've got money. And I think we made it very clear clear. They are happy when they've got money. But if you have a social venture, they're going to want it to be a social venture and they're going to want it to have money, right? We talked about these things. All I'm saying is think more complexly about those complex issues. People are not single dimensional, right? They do have multiple needs. And the more of those that you can meet, the more you will draw around you a supportive team who can get you where you're going. And that includes, of course, those who can lend capital. And when somebody invests in you, that's what they're doing. They're lending you capital until the day that you either go public or sell. 
right? You have this liquidity event. And if somebody is lending you capital, well, then they have a deadline on it and you'll pay them back at a regular schedule. It's all the same stuff. It's just the movement of capital and it's only one asset for your company. So figure deep, think deeply about how you want to raise capital, who you want to work with, and how you can meet their needs and desires so they want to work with you. Good, good advice. And on that note, we have to say that's it for this week at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also download them at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on Facebook.com. Our Facebook page is called CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we will know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.